0: Welcome to the Couple on Fire podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk about secrets to building and rebuilding trust in your marriage. And that's coming up right now. Thank you so much for joining us on the Couple on Fire podcast. This podcast is for couples, for marriages, and for families within the Christian community. We exist to help break the stigma that happens within the Christian community. We're talking about divorce, we're talking about addiction, and we're talking about so much more. We believe that all this is possible in this life strictly based on the power of Jesus Christ and his ability to restore us fully. Let's dive in. What is up, everybody? Welcome to today's show. That's right. We're going to talk about the secrets to building and rebuilding and even maintaining trust in your marriage. And that is always such a fun topic to talk about. So before we get started, do you have anything you want to say or talk about anything on your mind? Yeah, um, I think that we should say what
1: just happened before we had to come to our podcast. All right. So Stella, our little... Baby Stella, that is a French bulldog, was outside playing with one of our kids. And she jumped up at a toy and came down and snapped her dewclaw, like, basically right off. It was, like, hanging there, like, sideways. We had to rush her to the vet. And they had
0: to take it off. It's so gross. She's strong, though. It's like she started doing a little yipping and crying. I I was inside the house at the time. It was so sad. And, yeah, she was saying that she was making all these whimpering noises. But when she went to the vet, the vet said that she She was was brave she was she is she's a she's a bully she's no joke she's strong it was
1: sad though so
0: sad it is
1: so she's all um got a pain pill she's relaxing on the couch
0: she's chilling she's she's relaxing (laughs) she's relaxing in the drug way
1: but that was like for us you know we're like it was
0: literally like an hour and a half ago yeah yeah, it was like, oh my goodness. We had to call the
1: vet, rush her to the vet.
0: Yeah. Luckily, she came in. in and the vet was going to close in like 12 minutes when I called. And of course, we've, we've been there many times. Att- we've been going to this vet for a long time. So yeah, they were nice enough to just have us come right in. Well, it an emergency and they it, it was. It was. Nice. Yeah, you're right. Nick could bleed really bad. Yeah. So. Yeah. But so, she's okay. She's alive. She She's alive. She'll live. Yeah. She'll live. And hopefully... And they said actually her dewclaw might never even grow back. Correct. Yeah. 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 So she's going to be like... She's going to have no, no or something. Poor baby. Know. She's going to be able to hitchhike with that paw. So. We can't put her in any shows anymore. That's it. <laughs> not She's that not we had perfect. Anyway. <laughs> That's right. She's not a Winston. No. Winston. Aww. Winston the Frenchie. Okay, so on today's episode, we want to talk about trust, right? We want to talk all about trust. And there's really three major portions of trust is what we want to cover today. We say it's the secrets, but it's, you know, it's the things that do make a difference in you know, having trust within your relationship and uh, being able to just dig that trust deeper within your relationship. So, there's three things we really wanna cover on the show today. Or reminders, maybe. Reminders. Or not really
1: secrets, but it's like. They're secret reminders. Hey, doofus. Doofus. These are the things you need to be doing. Doofus.
0: <laughs> 1960s like, <laughs> sitcom. Doofus. <It's> <laughs> All right. So, the first thing, first thing is what about building trust? Ways to build trust. Yeah. How do you do it? You have to be transparent <laughs> and honest. You do. Yes. Yeah. I think it's important that you focus on being much more transparent and open and honest within your relationship. And sometimes that has to be brutal truth. Sometimes, you know, when we're talking about telling the truth is making sure that we're doing it in a kind way. And that way we can maintain being open and honest with the truth that we have that's going to say. Because sometimes... The truth hurts, you know. I, it's funny. I seen a meme today that said that. Uh, I actually saved it in my phone, but it's got these two really old people, probably like in their nineties, and they're sitting next to each other, and they have like their arms folded. And they said that uh, they were ninety six and ninety nine. The husband was ninety nine years old. The woman is ninety six years old, and that he just divorced her after seventy six years of marriage because he found out in nineteen forty she had an affair. You know, so I think that just goes to show, like. You have to be open and transparent. It doesn't there isn't enough time that goes past something in your relationship to not be open and honest about it. I can't believe you didn't like upload it. So you I could... just seen it. Oh really? Yeah. Just I'm like, that would have been cool. I know. So we could have shared it's it. It's like Mark Zuckerberg's listening in on us uh, on the video. <laughs> he knew when I was creating everything, he's like, I know what you're doing. So I'm going to show you some things. So, yeah, but you know, when we talk about building trust, it's, you have to be open. You have to be honest.
1: I think it's, I mean, so movies even play around with this too, where it's like, uh, I can't remember what wedding movie it was. Uh, I think it's just married where he's like, she didn't give you the roster. You know, like what? Yeah. What your cow. Yeah, like what's your cow and who, who it was and you know, so and that's that's part of building the trust when you first get together is you're open about your past relationships. Yeah. You're open if you're a good Christian, okay, like one of my little sisters you're a virgin, you know, which is how God would want us to be. So your count is zero. Okay, fine. It's easy to remember. Easy
0: <laughs>
1: but knowledge. especially in blended families, it's definitely not zero. <laughs> That's okay? zero. Like, right. That's- <laughs> I've been married before. Where around so. that. So, so not wear a white dress. <laughs> it's at least one, right. <laughs> you know. Right. Hopefully, I mean. Be, so you be open about your past relationships yeah. and experience. Um, You yeah. discuss past mistakes, maybe that have happened in old, not necessarily even your previous marriage, but previous relationships growing up. You know, some people with their first love or second boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, there has been trauma sometimes with the mm. like distrust that was built with cheating and stuff like that when you were boyfriend and girlfriend dating and um or just choosing friends over your relationship things like that. So talking about mistakes and lessons, practicing honesty in on a daily practice, mm-hmm. like if that's just part of who you are is just being honest like hey, I just need to tell you about this or this is what I'm feeling about this situation. Um this is where what happened in one of my old relationships? Maybe you were the bad guy in one of your old relationships. And that's hard to talk about going into a new relationship. Um, like, hey, I was the one that cheated, you know, in my past relationship. And now I have to tell my new spouse that I'm getting ready to marry or the person that I'm considering marrying that I am was the one that was mm-hmm. uh, cheating in the previous. But that's important because if it ever came out later on, it could take away all the trust that was built throughout the relationship, which that person would feel is fake trust, right? Open communication about finances, parenting styles and personal boundaries. That's big. I know, uh, Josh and I have talked about this story before on our podcast, but, uh, when him and I first got together, you know, I had two boys, he had a boy and a girl and we get together and I used to like wrestle around when my kids were younger and joke around with them all the time. And I called him, I called them punks, right? Like what's a punk, you know, take that punk. And when him and I first got together, he said something to me and I'm like, whatever, punk. And he was like, don't ever call me that. Like, don't. It's like it was a derogatory term in my last relationship. Well, that's a personal boundary for him. So or an emotional boundary like he that's something that It's no big deal to me. It doesn't mean anything to me, but it means a lot to him. So it's important to say, okay, well, I'm not going to use that term with you anymore.
0: Yeah. And those types of things build trust within the relationship, which means that when things do happen, and there is an accident that happens within the relationship. And you don't feel like you're completely let down and com- massively violated, right? You're like, no, I know that I can trust this person. And humans make specific mistakes. I'm not saying you slip and fall and have an affair is very different, right? That's not a small mistake. But what I'm saying is there may be something like, oh, I forgot to tell you about this. Or I didn't mention this. And you know that your partner wasn't doing that intentional because you've spent this time building the trust within the relationship you know and you can look at them and say you know what okay yeah i understand that's a mistake you know just do me a favor please make sure you know to remind me next time and you know that you can move on from that moment and that's the importance of building trust in doing these types of things
1: yeah but i can talk about the next point off of rebuilding trust but
0: um i think
1: it's important like No matter how... Josh and I have gotten in fights, right? We've gotten in arguments about things. And even to this day, it's like when I'm super mad at him or I've gotten super mad at him, I still have not used that term to him just to be mean. Right. And I think that's important to... Building trust and maintaining trust is what we're going to talk about later. But in my old previous marriage, it's like every hurtful thing that he could ever say to me whenever we were fighting or in a fight about something is he would say every time, you know, about uh, how my family didn't even want me, what makes me think anybody else would. Like he took every little thing that he would know about me that could possibly hurt my feelings. And if we were in an argument, he would use them against me, Mm -hmm. which never allowed Trust to actually even build to even start because it'd get tore right back down. So it's important to pay attention to the personal boundaries when you're building trust and make note of them and don't use them as ammunition to be hurtful to the to the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with that's supposed to be your best friend. Um, so you can abuse them emotionally
0: later on. Yeah, I mean, you could spend all this time, years, building trust within your marriage and then do one dramatically wrong thing and sweep the rug out and destroy all of that trust. We know that trust is a very fragile, I mean, it is an eggshell within a relationship. And so the more time that we spend building the trust, the better we're going to be able to have it within the marriage, right? It's going to be stronger. It's going to have a, a, a thicker shell. It's going to have more armor around it. So it's just important that you use these things to initially build trust into your relationship. So that's number one. Number two is what about rebuilding trust? Rebuilding trust after it's been broken. After it's been broke.
1: So part of rebuilding trust obviously is forgiveness, but I liked, I like to talk about this because trust is such like, it takes such a long time to build, 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 build up. And then like Josh was saying one thing and it can knock almost the entire you know, wall or building of trust down to, to its foundation again to where you have to start. And that's the big thing about trust. So, forgiveness, rebuilding it is part of that. But if you're the person that's asking for forgiveness too, you want to make sure that you're being patient with your spouse and saying, Hey, I understand that you're forgiving me. We're choosing to stay together. But that doesn't mean all of a sudden it's like, Oh, the next day everything's hunky dory. Like, you guys still have to work through that together. Uh, clear and open community communication, Mm -hmm. uh, respect for each other's boundaries, and personal space. This is huge, especially in cases of infidelity, because if you guys come together and choose to stay together and are putting God at the center of your relationship, the person that was the person that had the affair, you have to be very conscientious of the person that's choosing your spouse's choice to forgive you. And then they're going to have some personal boundaries or space that's needed for them to be able to grieve heal. And you just need to be respectful of those things.
0: Yeah. And it, you know, something that we don't, I mean, that we talk about probably quite often, but when we talk about rebuilding trust, we got to talk about, are we finding the root cause of what caused the distrust? Yeah. Right. Are you taking full responsibility for whatever it is that whoever it was that caused the distrust? Yeah. You know, and don't get me wrong. There is pressures within a marriage and that's not to point a finger at another person and say, you're the one that caused me to be distrustful. Right. But are we taking full responsibility and saying, you know what, together we need to start working personally to have some type of personal development to, to help whatever the root cause is that's going on within our marriage. Right. I I remember hearing it so many times as a younger person about like, well, you know, if you're just going to keep blaming me or thinking that I am cheating, that I might as well just go cheat. And that's just the most harmful thing and attitude within a relationship. Yeah. That just goes to show that the, the trust and intimacy within that relationship is so far removed that that is not the attitude to have within the marriage. And Christy talks about past relationships and I, in my past relationship, I did have infidelity on both behalves, me and my ex. And so coming into this relationship, Christy and I have been together a long time. We've been together for 13 years, but regardless It is something that we, I have to constantly be reassuring about, right? And that rebuilding and constantly proving to her that I am not the person that I used to be, that I am somebody different today. And I think it's so important that we take ownership of that individually because this relationship matters to me the most on earth, right? Besides our, our relationship with Christ, you know, my marriage does, and there's always going to come up something within the marriage that's going to cause it to, to wobble, And so what are we doing to make sure that we're constantly rebuilding those areas to be stronger and stronger?
1: Well, I know a lot of people, a lot of couples that we've talked to, if there was infidelity, a huge major factor in it is it's not always the guy, but a lot of the ones that you hear about are the guy. So I'm just going to say it was the guy for this example. So if the husband had an affair you know, and it comes out and the wife finds out about it and they sit down and they decide that they're going to stay together. She wants to forgive him. They don't want to break up the family. He's remorseful. He doesn't want to break up the family. It's very important. So a lot of the person that the infidelity was done to, you'll hear a lot of them in the opportunity of forgiveness of talking about, There's no excuse for them cheating on me, but I still have to take responsibility for my part. So they'll talk about things like we had stopped communicating. We I wasn't communicating with them anymore about things. I had closed them off. I was stonewalling them. I was pouring all my attention into the kids Mm -hmm. or I was pouring all Mm -hmm. my attention into my job. That doesn't excuse the act, but to help with the forgiveness and to help with the rebuilding They are taking personal responsibility for their role in the marriage, for their part in the marriage. Mm -hmm. And that is part of rebuilding the trust back up. And then the person that did the infidelity, they don't say yeah you closed me off they're saying no there's no excuse for it i should have worked harder you were closing me off instead of fighting for our marriage i went and looked for it somewhere else which was wrong of me you see a mutual Mm -hmm. form of respect and wanting to heal the relationship and that's huge in rebuilding trust
0: there's so much power and gold in what you're saying though it it's real easy when there's a major breach of trust in a relationship, especially with something with infidelity, to. To get to a point to where it's like all finger pointing. Yeah. All finger pointing. And then to get to say, you know what? I know that God can rebuild this marriage. Yeah. I'm going to trust in that. And so I'm going to pay attention to my side of the street and own my own stuff and keep my own stuff clean and make a change there and allow God to bring you two back together in a more powerful way. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps think saying it right now because of how powerful that is. It's amazing because, you know, when, when they say something like, you know, once a cheater, always a cheater, that hurts my heart because that's not true. And that's something that is a stigma that carries through with somebody that has done something in their past. God forgives and God can change people, you know? And so the rebuilding of trust is such an important thing in relationships. We're always going to break trust to some degree because we're human. You know, what are we doing though to keep and to do our own side of the street to make sure that we're taking responsibility in our own rebuilding that trust.
1: Yeah, and we're we're honing the whole point of this podcast wasn't specifically even to talk about infidelity. I think infidelity is the biggest like
0: rebuilding of trust.
1: Rebuilding <laughs> of trust that people could talk about, but there is financial trust, you know, if you find out your partner is storing a nest egg away mm-hmm. of money that they have been telling about just in case, you know, you guys don't make it you know, when you had no clue that something was going on. There's a break in trust if there is emotional uh, damage done or hurt words done during mm-hmm. a fight to cut your partner as low as possible. There can be trust when it comes in a blended family, specifically with kids. You know, maybe you want to, you're going out and doing special things with your bio kids and you're keeping it from your yeah. other family and keeping it in with your own mini, mini family, you know, within the family. So there's many things that can break trust. Um, infidelity is the obvious the biggest one that people talk about, but there's so many layers in a marriage and in a family that can break trust. It could be you find out, I know for me, this would be a huge break of trust for me is if I found out every little detail about our relationship or every little hurt thing that we've talked about. Maybe I've shared with Josh some personal feelings like I feel like he's, you know, this hurts my feelings when you do this, Josh, and I'm being vulnerable with him and talking about it. If I found out he was telling everybody else about that, like talking to all of his friends and people knew the intimate details or the intimate arguments Mm. that we've had about certain things, I would be embarrassed and that would break some trust with me because it would make me feel like I couldn't come and talk to him openly about the feelings that I'm having about certain things or when I'm upset or when I'm angry. So, and that's where infidelity typically, that's where the end results. So the beginning is emotional breaking of trust and financial breaking of trust. And that's usually the buildup to the big kahuna, right? Of infidelity. so it's important to be aware of small compromises or small things that are putting cracks of, in the trust of your relationship.
0: So good. All right. Moving on. Number three. Number three is what about maintaining trust in your relationship? It's the hardest one. Maintaining? No.
1: Rebuilding, I would say. I would say rebuilding get. is Rebuilding hardest. would be the hardest one. Yeah, for sure. So maintaining trust in the relationship would be consistency and reliability in behavior. So Mm -hmm. it's not like, okay, I called Josh like, hey, punk, you know, and then he's like, hey, don't ever call me that. And it's not like the next day he's like, I can trust that she's never going to call me that again. You know, I don't have to. Any fear about it. No, it's a consistency over time that when we have little arguments or he upsets me about something that I've never used that as a hurtful word to damage him yep. when I'm trying to get us to
0: come to an agreement with a, with an argument of some sort. Real quick, we move on to the next thing. So for me, this one has been something from the very beginning of a relationship. So with Christy, I've always told her, I'm like, I will never say a hurtful or call you a poor name. You know, I will never do that. I will never call you a name. I'll never insult you. I'll never cut you down. And for the 13 years we've been together, I've never done that. And that is a reliable behavior of mine that helps maintain trust in that. If I ever did, I, I, I could only imagine the look on her face of like internally being destroyed. It would crush me. It would crush you. And I have built up reliability where she doesn't sit and worry about this every day that I'm going to do that. She knows that I'm not going to do it. Right? There's no, no fear angry, of that. There's right. no fear of that. And that's because we're I work on hard on maintaining the trust in that area all the time mm-hmm. from day one.
1: Which leads to the the importance of clear and open communication. So I do have complete trust that I could come to Josh and say, even the most you know, I feel like ridiculous thing maybe that I may be feeling. And he's never been like, oh, my gosh, that is so stupid that you feel that way. He's always been like, no, I want you to talk to me about these things. I want you to get it out in the open. Why would I want you to keep that in? I want you to bring it out. And that makes it so I feel safe to be able to talk to him and have the clear and open communication, Uh, because usually everything that goes through my brain comes out of my mouth eventually. (laughs) That can be good and bad. So it's like if I'm feeling something and I'm really trying not to say it out loud, like I'm trying to work through it myself in my head, you know, and I'm telling myself I'm going to pray about it and I'm going to sleep on it and do all these things. He can usually tell because he's like, you're stonewalling me. And I'm just like, (laughs) I'm fine. You know,
0: (laughs) which is a dead thing that says, no, I'm not fine.
1: Like, it's okay. It's all right. You know, um, (laughs) respect for each other's boundaries and personal space. I really like this one. It's one of my favorites because sometimes that's what we talked about in the beginning, like building trust. You, these, this is why the conversations in the beginning to build the trust are so important because maybe when you get with someone, you're the person that's like, we're not going to sleep. The sun isn't going down. (laughs) until this is resolved. And maybe the person that you're in a relationship is like, I'm the person that we have a hard time. We have a hard conversation. I need to go to sleep. Like I need to recharge. I need to sleep on it. I need to be able to wake up with a clear head and then continue the conversation. And that might drive your partner absolutely stark raving mad. So you guys need to have that conversation to where you can come up with respect, maybe some compromises on each other's Arguing rules. Yeah.
0: You know, because... Rules of engagement.
1: Yes. Rules of (laughs) engagement because, like, you're going to have to compromise. Sometimes you guys are going to need to stay up to the crack of dawn, and then other times the other person's going to have to give and let you guys sleep on it. Because if you're constantly pushing the sleeper to muscle through, it's not going to be good. And if you're constantly... Wait, making the other person wait to have the conversation, it's not going to be good either.
0: No, and I think that for this point alone, it's like almost feel like you're getting bullied, right? Like you have a partner that's always bullying you to have things their way. You don't feel like you can trust that. You don't feel like there's any maintenance of trust in that. You're like, I know if I bring this up, I know that I'm going to be pushed to the brink to explain every tenth of the degree of it. You know, and so having this personal space or these boundaries around these things, like, okay. I feel safe bringing this up and I feel safe that I don't have to go into full detail this minute. Like we can table it. Even though I know my partner isn't always a hundred percent comfortable with that. There's so much value in that. Like Mm. you can trust, like I don't have to not say things all the time. I can say things and I can have it on my term sometimes. And I can have it on her term sometimes. And that's important. Right. What
1: I feel like keeps it healthy. Yes. And what I feel like is a huge, it's seriously like, Like a secret.
0: Oh, like it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll read that comment here in a minute. Go ahead and finish Um, your thought.
1: It's like a secret key to in marriage, but into any relationship really is to, before you talk to your partner about something that's upsetting you or before you respond to your partner, maybe if they've brought something to you, but in any relationship is to name out loud what you're feeling before you start the conversation. So like if I'm coming to Josh with something that I've been feeling and it's making me feel shame or it's making me feel kind of embarrassed or I kind of feel stupid even talking to you about this because I feel like you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, after 13 years, I have to have this conversation again. Um, It's important for me to say, hey, I don't really want to talk about it right now because I'm kind of embarrassed to even that I even think this or I even feel this way but I have to get it out because it's going to eat me alive. And then if it upset him, it would be important for him to say, instead of responding in anger for him to say that really upsets me. I need to talk to you about this because I'm, I'm upset that you would even feel that way. So let's talk about it because I understand that you're kind of embarrassed, but I think, think that's a secret key that most humans don't get. Mm. Like a lot of times we are responding or approaching somebody out of frustration because it's not really frustration it's usually we're embarrassed or we're ashamed or we feel stupid that we feel that or we're sad Mm -hmm. you know and we don't want to talk we don't we don't think to say that and then the other person responds in sadness or fear or anger Mm -hmm. instead of naming the emotion out loud that's good
0: and then talking about it that's good um i think that sets the tone It does. I think that sets the tone for the direction of the conversation because in a healthy relationship, we both want to come to mute. Like, I don't want Christy to be shameful or sad or upset. And I use the word upset. We shouldn't even use that word. Embarrassed. Embarrassed, right? Because upset's too general, right? You're using more direct and precise words. And so it's like, okay, well, tell me why you feel that way. And maybe she'll say something that says, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That actually is upsetting to me. And the way that's upsetting to me is that makes me feel shameful. And so instead of saying I'm upset about what you said, I'm feeling shame too. Yes. Now that we're talking about this, let's talk it out. And now we feel like it's a much more precise and comfortable. I love that you said that. It's a much more precise and comfortable conversation. Yeah. Because you feel like you're actually talking about something instead of just talking at each other. Yeah. It's powerful. Powerful. So real quick, we want to read this. So someone posted on here, a comment that says, my ex-wife had an affair and that is what ended our marriage. Coming into my second marriage, I was very clear to my wife that trust was hard for me. We both work hard to make sure we can trust each other. Trust is so important to marriage. That's right. it's good. Cassie says, ha ha, ha that's me and Dustin. I don't know what that's about. Good stuff. Um, oh, so oh, there's tag somebody in it. it. Yep. Cassie says, we are learning healthy communication on counseling and it's a struggle. Such good stuff you are giving. Upset is too general. Yep. 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 Honestly. Yeah, it's yeah. all a learning process, anyway, right? Let's just be honest. It's trust is one of the hardest things, but I would it's a it's it's a foundational piece within your relationship, Mm -hmm. it is.
1: And the last thing to maintaining trust was the significance of sticking to commitments, Mm -hmm. both big and small. So one thing that Josh and I have done recently, well, I would say in the last few months that has really broken, I wouldn't say trust, but something that I think we both have recognized that we've allowed, we had made a commitment to each other that we were gonna go on like a breakfast date at least every other week or a date night or something, at least every other week. And we wouldn't go longer than a month, right? Without doing it. Yep. And him and I have really let that go. We we have gotten so focused on all of the other things that Every we're doing, thing. like coaching couples and our jumpstart program and this and celebrate and recovery church and, and church and all of these things that that like intimate part of going and spending quality time together, because let's just be honest. We are all, if we stay at home and sit on the couch, even if we turn the TV on, someone's on their phone. And that's the majority of couples. Okay. It's not just Josh and I. So I think it's important for us to recognize in this day and age, we are addicted to our phones. The majority of us, not everybody. Okay. I don't want to upset anybody. Um, But, and it's a natural habit for just to pick up your phone, scroll, play a game all of those things on our phone. Mm-hmm. If we go, him and I have figured out if it's nice out and we go on a walk. Neither one of us are on our phones. We're talking to each other. We're out in nature. If we go out to eat together, we sit across the table from each other. We always do. We're facing each other. We don't get on our phones. We're talking. So we we have more of the direct eye contact yeah. with if you do any research, which I appreciate he does this, because if any research that's been done, For men, they build bonds shoulder to shoulder. So men, if you notice, they like to sit and watch sports together. They like to sit and play video games together, like sit and do those things. Mm -hmm. That's something that builds a bond with a man. But us women, there's been tons of studies done. We like face to face. Mm -hmm. We like face to face. We like to turn. We like Mm -hmm. to face each other. And we like to have those face to face interactions. So in your marriage, it's important. Like when we're walking, him and I are side by side. So that's something that's going to be more beneficial to him even than it's going to be to me because that's speaking to his manliness and the way that the guys build bonds. But when we go out to dinner or we go out to breakfast together and we're facing each other and he's making direct eye contact with me and I have his full attention, let's just be honest, us women, we want their full attention. I don't want you thinking about anything else ever (laughs) besides me, you know?
0: That's true. It is true. You say that sometimes. Yeah. What'd you think about today? How often did you think of me? Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know, like, um, I want him pining over me at all times. Okay. Let's uh, just be honest with the way that we feel. And so it's Uh, important to me when we go out to eat, that that's something that's significant to a female or to me is because we're getting that face to face interaction. It's mm -hmm. direct eye contact. And that's something that's going to speak more to the female, um, is building that bond of trust and things like that.
0: But you said, stick to commitments. Right, right. So and we going, didn't, and we did not. Right, yeah, and so so, so now, the trust
1: is broken. No,
0: <laughs> time to rebuild. <laughs> we we gotta go back to point number two. But that's was my point, right? This may not be, and we we laugh, right? Ha ha ha! But in all reality, that's it. That just takes small, little compromises like this to break the consistency, and then Christy's gonna come to me, or I can go to her and be like, "You apparently don't care about spending time with me." You that would be care. more than likely be me. You know, but I'm just saying, right? Yeah. Then your spouse comes to you and says, "You apparently don't care." Yeah. don't care but wait a minute you didn't say anything well i always have to be me and now all of a sudden we're in this feud over something that we both should be doing and so these little things do drive wedges mm-hmm. little mini wedges within the relationship and can ultimately just start to break this destroy trust it trying to maintain yeah. yeah yeah just maintain all right so that's number so three. it's good to talk about it so you that's should why i clear and open communication that's right clear open communication okay and then number four Number four is, what about building trust if you have stepkids? Ooh, we threw in a curveball. If you have stepkids, <laughs> right? We can't not talk about stepkids because we are a blended family. So it's really yeah. important that we talk about that. So go for it, baby.
1: Understanding the role of time, patience, and respect mm-hmm. in the building trust. So kids can be little turds. Okay? They're just <laughs> They're little turd muffins. And... What we need to understand is kids, especially when they have went through a divorce of seeing their parents separate, they are trying to process and deal with adult emotions and little baby or little teen brains. And they they don't know how to process the emotions. They shouldn't the same way that we do. We should be the healthier ones. We and, should. I mean, should. in all honesty, we should.
0: We're normally not.
1: We're normally not, but we should, you know, and so we should understand, especially teens, they're already going through hormones, raging, all of this stuff. I mean, teens, you talk to a nuclear family, they're like, oh my gosh, my teenager. So it's not just a blended family thing. Blended families, I think, just magnifies it. So I think it's important to remember time and have patience and respect building trust. I think that we didn't list this here, but I think it's also important to respect their boundaries and personal space in the family as well. Definitely. Because yeah if you create a safe space for them to have open dialogue, but sometimes Mm -hmm. that boundary is they don't want to have dialogue. Mm -hmm. Maybe they want to uh, be able to process and be able to sit in it for a little bit. And we want to be like, we need to be a family. You need to respect me. You need all these things. No, they don't. I mean, they do need to respect you and not say disrespectful things, but they shouldn't have to be forced to communicate and have conversations. Maybe that they're not ready to, ready to have yet. Yeah. Or maybe they are only safe enough to have with their
0: bio parent. And the key of this, which I love so much is that if we talk about building trust with your stepkids, you want to amplify the trust within your new spouse, learn to build trust with your stepkids. This will amplify the amount of trust that you have with your spouse. You know, so Christy, being a woman, if I work hard on building trust with her kids, she is going to trust me so much greater because she can see the amount of energy that I'm pouring in to creating trust with her children. There's a lot, this is super reciprocal in all different ways, right? It's, it's all going to feed each other throughout the relationship. Yeah. I love that about it. But I like the, the second one too is really good.
1: Creating a safe space for open dialogue. Yes. So in respect for the children's emotions and their time to adjust and building a bond without rushing the process. So I'm a rusher. Me too. And I'm impatient. Me too. So it's like, it's been two days. Like, why don't they trust me? (laughs) <laughs> you know, type of thing. But, and we have to remind ourselves, yeah, you know, like, okay, we've only been blending. Like a lot of couples are like, well, we've been blending for a year. Okay. That's not long at all for all the different personalities and all the different things to blend. It's not a long time at all. So you have to remember to have patience and trust the process. Trust God you know, and mm-hmm. all of it, but building a bond without trusting the process, but also allowing time to adjust. It's not just to adjust to the initial blend. It's to the adjust. I go over to one parent's house and it's certain rules and I come back here it's certain rules and it's always going to be that way until they're mm-hmm. adults, you know? And so they, they have to have time to adjust to that too.
0: I agree. And I think trust is something that, We have to understand that ultimately to have trust in our marriage, have trust with our children, our stepchildren, is we need to learn how to have trust within our relationship with Christ. And let's talk about the thing that's going to hold everything together. If we can learn how to have trust that God has our best interest at heart, well, his best interest is our best interest at heart, and we can learn to find that more trusting relationship on an intimate level with our Creator— we can much easier do the things that we're talking about today. Like all the things we talk about today are all practical things, right? But what about the spiritual side of that? You know, it's so important that we understand that the spiritual trust that we have within Christ gives us a better opportunity to ha- have trust with our partner, with our children, and with ourself in this whole thing. Because ultimately, mm. these are tactics, right? These are things that we can work hard on doing. But if we don't feel like we are able to trust even with our creator, then we're going to have a really hard time making any of this stuff work.
1: Yeah. And the kids, especially your stepkids, they need time and consistency to maybe be sure that you guys aren't going to get a divorce yeah. because it's like, they just saw their parents get divorced and it's like, okay, so how am I going to trust that? you guys aren't going to get divorced or maybe they left a really, you know, their mom or their dad left a really toxic relationship and maybe they're hurting and they feel torn because they still Mm. love both parents and they know or were involved in the hurt of one to the other. I don't know, but there's so many things that could happen when it comes to the kids.
0: Agreed. Secrets to building and rebuilding trust in your marriage. Thank you so much for being here. Do you have any final parting words before we're done? No, I said them all. She said all the words have been spent. Okay, so I want to thank you guys so much for being here. We'll be here next Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern live, and we'll see you then. Bye.